Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. It's Kevin. It's Stephanie. We're recording. We're recording. Yeah, I got I got sassy with the record button. I guess we'll just have to talk shit talk shit later. <laughs> do you want me to stop <laughs> resume later? Yeah, whatever you want to do. All right, here, I'll, I'll give it a little pause. We'll just do that. And we Let's are resuming. fucking go. <laughs> here, I'll route up. Let's do this. Welcome to the Macabre Academy, where we are talking about I shouldn't tell you what we're talking about. You don't know yet. I have no idea. You I purposely no wanted idea. left out of the loop. You know, I, I am Nerdy Witch, and I, I usually spearhead the episodes, but I wanted to be surprised as my new year kicks off with the podcast. So, uh, Hey, my shoes will be here tomorrow. Sweet. I thought you just got a bunch of great shoes for Christmas. What? I did. And you ordered more? Of course I did. Did you say you're... to money. <laughs> what, you got those, what, uh, Martins from your wife or something? Uh, uh, yeah, my wife surprised me with a pair of Made in England Doc Martins. Uh, yeah, they're fucking sick. <laughs> when are oh, you going to buy so me sick. shoes? I need shoes. No. You're the one working. I'm not. Yeah, but you're buying more shoes than you could wear. I feel like you should donate a pair to me. I just I just wear them around the house now. <laughs> At least it helps the different... resale value. Like they're super collectible, right? Some of them are, yeah. I just put on I just put them on and wear them around the house. <laughs> One of the was nice. I used to wear them out to the mailbox just to flex on myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got the Travis Scott dunks on checking the mail. Hard <laughs> flex. I'm the only one there to see it. Nobody gives a shit. I don't even know what flex is. I have no uh, idea. You're in your own world with your shoes. Uh, so how was your time off from the pod? Well. You had a birthday. I did. I had my first birthday party in 17 years. And how many spanks do I owe you now? Oh, God, 34. Ooh, could be a fun night. Yeah, you. Look. <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> You might have to like, like you can't like increase intensity because 34 is just going to be a lot. So as long as you keep hitting with consistent. Got to be 35 though. One for good luck. (laughs) Actually, I haven't been spanked in so long. I would actually really look forward to that at this point. (laughs) What did you do after that? Anything fun? Um, Oh, fucking time. Wait, I didn't tell you the best part of my birthday. Okay. I, I had my party and I made myself my little Mandalorian cake and um, I had happy fucking birthday like everywhere, everywhere. It was all black. Happy fucking birthday. We painted Krampuses and we played Mario Party. There you go. The best part is my friend was waiting to order my gift until she got there because she wanted to know the size and color. I'll give you one guess what she ordered me for my birthday. A tentacle? A tentacle dildo. Nice. It's not in yet, but she said she she my present was to pick it out, and then she would order it. So me and her sat there picking out a new tentacle dildo for me, and I'm so excited. That's amazing, isn't it? Though, isn't with it friends, awesome? With friends like that, who needs anemones? <laughs> I think um, Sal Maiden also almost got our not here to kink shame shirt started. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm I need really, a sticker too. Yeah. I'm really hoping that. I'm going to slap it right on my humidor. <laughs> right there. Do you remember right like there. when we were on the podcast that we, there was that Lancero slut shirt? Yeah. Yes. I wanted that. So, uh, so my Christmas was pretty solid. I went over to my parents' house. It was just the four of us. So we were all good there. All four of us were, were safe. Uh, started snowing, so we came home a little early because I didn't put winter tires on the car this year because I'm not fucking going anywhere, so why pay the money? 
That's fair. Right. If it's snowing, I'm just not going to leave the house. So I don't have to put winter tires on and save myself 200 bucks there. Uh, oh, for people in the Pittsburgh area, there's a great mobile tire guy who comes to your house. Wait, what? Yeah. He'll change your tires in like in your driveway or wherever your car is. It's like a hundred, it's like a hundred and a quarter, I think, which is slightly more than for me taking it to the dealership. Wait, does but, that include tires? No. <laughs> just changing them over, which is, I mean, like it's, it's the cheapest, it's slightly, it's slightly more expensive than going to the Mazda dealer for me. It's a hundred at the dealer. It's like 125 for them to come to my fucking house. I'm going to do that shit all day. Fucking come to my house. <laughs> I didn't even have to get out of, I scheduled it for eight in the morning. I didn't even have to get out of bed. You've like mastered the art of not leaving your house. Oh, I I should write a book, The Subtle Art of Not Leaving Your House. We could sell it. Have you seen the book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? No. Yeah, I've never read it, but it's, I've seen it on the shelves at Target. And I'm like, I could write that book. Well, we need to write a, a book for the podcast at some point. Like, Lord did it. And my sister's like, you should write a book. And I'm like, you know, if I oh, write a book, man. it's going to say fuck like a thousand times. And she's like, perfect. I'll so. tell you what, though. Uh, after Christmas, though, my week kind of went downhill. I lost a dear friend of mine. Mm. Um, uh, I, that really broke me up. Guy, guy I've known since university called me and I was like, this has to be a misdial because we're not exactly close. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, hey man, what's up? And I, like the line was like silent for a second. And I was like, oh, he fucking misdialed, man. I almost hung up. And he was like, hey, we lost Mark. And I was like, oh fuck. And um, Mark was Mark was just a great guy, and I really, really miss him. Uh, his daughter found him in bed, dead, uh, on the twenty sixth. So that's uh. Good on her, though, for staying sober. I'm proud of her for that, even though I know she doesn't listen to the pod, but Mal, I'm proud of you. So that kind of that kind of ruined my week for a while. And then the same day, or, yeah, no, yes, the same day, um, my parents went down to my cousin's house to pick up gifts for the wife and I from them. And instead of leaving like they were supposed to, they hung around for a while. Sunday, I get a call. Hey, you want to come over and get these presents and open them up with us? Uh, I don't really feel like putting on pants today. Wait for the ones from my aunt and uncle, and we'll do them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. A couple hours later, I get a phone call back from my mom. Well, one of the people at the gathering had been positive for COVID. So that was a nerve-wracking couple of days. Both my parents' tests came back negative, thank God. So there's that. But it's uh, it's been a week, and on top of that, I completely fucked up my left leg. I Wait, woke how'd you up fuck with, up your left leg? I woke up in the morning and my kneecap, not my entire knee, just my kneecap, was under my wife's leg. So just all of that dead weight, because she's still asleep, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how my kneecap got under her knee, but my entire kneecap was under her leg. And it was just, oh my God, this hurts so much. Then it went away for a while until I went to sleep. And then I woke up at like eight in the morning. So I have fractured my humerus and I fractured my elbow and shattered my, or shattered my elbow, fractured my humerus, right? I had a two millimeter break running all the way up my arm. If it had gone like half in a second, like, like just that much more, they would have had to slip me open from the top of my arm to the bottom of my, to the bottom of my knuckle. Ooh. To put my arm back into place. I walked around like that for four days. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable with that. Right? That sucks. It required two screws and a pin to put it back together. Mm-mm. That's the worst pain I was ever in when I shattered it and broke it. That's that's far and away the worst pain I've ever been in. Like, I blacked out. Like, it was awful. I've also had root canals, my wisdom teeth out, and then... Eight o'clock the eight o'clock in the morning when I woke up and if it had if COVID wasn't a thing, I would have been in the I would have gone to hospital because from the bottom of my back to the bottom of my foot was the second worst pain I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. Went to Target that day, got a brace for it, and I've been fine ever since. <laughs> but when I tell you this is the second worst pain I've ever been in, say, me saying I would have gone to hospital should tell you something because I don't go to the hospital. 
I've had a broken tooth for like three years. That I refuse to get taken care of because I don't want to go to a doctor. To go to a oh doctor. my god, that's so painful. Tooth shit. It doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt at all, actually. Uh, I had a shattered wisdom tooth. That was ungodly painful. I've never cried so much in my life. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. It's just a crack in my tooth. Like, and I don't even. I've stopped chewing on that side of my face, so it doesn't even bother me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're impaired. Oh, I'm just not going to chew on that side of my face. Like, you should have full access to your mouth. I know. It's starting to get annoying, so I'll probably take care of it this year. Maybe. If the vaccine actually gets to, like, normal human beings at some point. Um, Mm. Also, what the fuck are we doing with vaccines? We've got, like, a million and some doses just sitting there going bad because we can't get them to fucking people. I'll tell you what. You tell me where they are, I'll drive my happy ass there and get stuck. I'll go with you. Carpool. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. We're in a big ass SUV. We'll have to pay the smoking fee, though. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Worth it, definitely. So that's kind of a wrap up on where we are, and now we will get into what we're talking about today: the city of brotherly love. No, that's Philadelphia. City of Angels. No, that's LA. that's Los Angeles. Yes. Um. This the city of lights. Paris. Paris. Uh, Steel City. No, that's here. That's definitely Uh, here. (laughs) The Windy City. No, no, still not right. Wait, wait. What's Uh, Windy City? Seattle? Is that Chicago. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Chicago. All of our Chicagoans are now going to find you and throw things at you. Wait, no, that's still Philly. Sorry. (laughs) You're you're such a dickhole. Did I ever, you know why I love listen, you, right? Philly, listen, Philly fans threw snowballs at Santa. We, we love I, Kevin because he's unapologetically male. This is a prime example right here. So right. what we're actually talking about today is the Mile High City, which is? I just know what the Mile High Club is. I don't know about the Mile High City. Denver. I have never been to Denver. I haven't been to Denver either, but apparently it's very hot. Go to Denver. Uh, weed's legal, and apparently, conspiracy theories oh, about okay. the airport. Wait, the the airport. The airport. Do you remember? Just hang in there for me, like five seconds. When we were kids, you could just drive to the airport and go hang out. Yes. You remember this? My stepdad would drive us to the airport just to go shopping in the shops and eat in the food, like a mall. Yes. I remember that. My dad used to fly a bunch when I was a kid. He used to travel a bunch for work. And you could walk your happy, go through security, walk your happy ass up right to the gate. Yep. The biggest thing was there, like in in our airport, there was that giant T-Rex skeleton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that was the thing to see. And now you can't do that shit no more. Nope. So I would have to legitimately fly to Denver to the airport to see what all these goings-ons is. Or you could just do a quick Google search and the same thing pops up. No, I mean, like, I I would love to see the airport because I still have that in my mind as a kid. Like, an airport is like a mall. Yeah. The Pittsburgh one's not that great. Although although there's a place that sells some decent tacos. (laughs) Up the escalators to the left. <laughs> Tacos. Oh, they, they're not bad. I mean, they're not great by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not bad. They're solid tacos. Mm-hmm. Also, for people in the area, McKnight Road, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a fucking bomb-ass taco place. No, it's not. It's not there anymore or it's not good? No, I don't. Is it across from the Target, that new place? Yeah. No, it sucks. What are you talking about? That place is awesome. Mediocre. Oh, fuck you. That place those is are, great. No, I had a full-blown keto taco bar, and those were the best tacos of my life. And then, same said person took me to that place. If you've had Panda's uh, Beef Carnitas, that entire place is put to shame. Shame. Well, it's a, I mean, it's a restaurant. Of course it's not going to be as It's not good even a restaurant. They just hand you the food on the paper. It's so and, good. Oh, it's so bad. You're you, you can have it. More for you. Fine, I'll fucking take it. That place is bomb. 
<laughs> Maybe people should eat there and then tweet us which if they like it or not. Oh yes, definitely. But you know, <laughs> uh, order out. Don't don't go in. Don't be an asshole. Order to go. Eat in your car. So uh, okay, a little history. Let's do a little history on Denver since uh, Denver also home of Bat Dad. I remember Bat Dad. Hey Cheryl. Denver, back there. <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. Ding, ding. Uh, that's a really good episode. This is just going to be us the whole episode. We're just going to keep digressing. Probably. Right? Sorry, guys. First episode of the year. We're going to try to... St- it's okay. I'm here for it. It's okay. I'm here for it. Um, let, me, let me refresh this so I can get you the current weather. Apparently, it's currently 51 in Denver. How's that fucking possible? Global warming. Oh, I'm a big fan. Except uh, they're killing. It's killing the bees and the polar bears. We we need those. The polar bears are adorable. I know they're like rabid killing machines. Oh my gosh! One of my people in my uh, Christmas card exchange sent me a polar bear Christmas card, and then he. Oh, it's like an actual polar bear. I'm like what was the no, shipping? No, but on he that? wrote like scratch my nose, right above the polar bear. So I legit scratched his nose thing. It was like a scratch and sniff or something. And then I saw <laughs> I saw them at my birthday party. I was like, why the fuck did you write scratch my nose? And he goes, his nose was itchy stuffy. <laughs> he was also talking smack. <laughs> the polar bear was, in fact, talking smack. That's how gullible I am, though. I thought there was a perfectly like sane reason why I had to scratch this polar bear's nose. Oh, speaking of, speaking of polar bear cards and where where the um, the smack talking polar bear came from at university, Andrew and I lived on the same floor. And it was the international language floor at Penn State, which is third floor Beaver dorms, which is you know fine for a, a dorm, whatever. But I can barely speak English, let alone another language, and they put me on the international language floor, and I was very confused. How the fuck? I know, seriously. So we're sitting around one day in the common area, and we're we're doing a card for something. It might have been the the girl that our floor had for Thawne. and it was Andrew just looks at the the card and he's like, "This polar bear is talking smack," and he was right. That that was a smack talking polar bear. He had no factual basis. It that just appeared to be a smack talking. He was look. He was looking at you with his mouth. He was talking <laughs> some shit. So in the summer of 1858, uh, a small group of prospectors from georgia crossed the great plains of the colorado territory and made a region changing discovery at the base of the rocky mountains you want to know what they found any guesses denver (laughs) gold there's gold and then oh i should have caught it when you said the year i wasn't honestly i wasn't 100 percent paying attention (laughs) that's okay so fucked we're so professional (laughs) and uh although not much of the precious metal was found the mere whisper of the word was enough to start a veritable stampede into the region after all the california gold rush had occurred just nine years earlier this from denver.org it's riveting let me get on denver.org right now and double check your facts Hey, they have a clean and safe resource guide on there. You can. You can <laughs> is it a clean and safe sex guide, or is it just how to visit Denver clean and safely? I don't know. I didn't click on it. I'd have to go off <laughs> the web page where I'm reading this from. <laughs> you, you know what's even worse is now I have that tee penis running through my head because I, I stare at it on my couch all the time. <laughs> Clean and safe uh, guide to sex. You know what? You know how you don't get laid? You look at it and you go tee penis. <laughs> yeah, that would not be great. That would, that would not <laughs> I, I would probably put my pants back on <laughs> and then block you on all social media and your phone number. At least, at least you don't send nudes to the group chat like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so since they since they found gold, it wasn't long before the, the variable bunches of tents, teepees, wagons, lean-tos, and crudely constructed log cabins lined the banks of the South Plate River as prospectors and fortune seekers poured into the area, coming from all over the country on foot, covered wagon, horseback, and even pushing their belongings in wheelbarrows. It's okay. I was Keep laughing. I was thinking, teepees. <laughs> Coffee, that's the worst part about it. Wow. So, do you have any idea of what else is in the area? <laughs> Red Light District. I mean, possibly. Well, if there's no. prospectors, there's not, a Red Light District. That is, that, is not, that is not the answer on the postcard. <laughs> We're talking about Pikes Peak, a 14,000-foot mountain to the south of the mining camp which served as both a rallying cry and a, uh, another one for, for gold prospectors, which was Pikes Peak or Bust. And if you're climbing 14,000 feet, dragging your shit in a wheelbarrow, you're probably going to I feel like die. there was like a me- movie or a TV series that was Pikes Peak. You know what else is going on at Pikes Peak still, which is one of my favorite things? The Pikes Peak Hill Climb which is where a bunch of crazy motherfuckers get into cars and motorcycles and race up this fucking thing. And up until recently, only part of it was paved. Oh, oh. So you're talking like 15,000-foot drop-offs on dirt. No guardrails, nothing, just right over the side. No, I'm crazy. I can't find the movie or the TV show I'm thinking of. I'm probably merging it with something else in my brain. Do you have any idea of how else there was... Uh, ways to make money in Denver at the time? Besides Prostitution? Uh, yes, probably. Fur trade. That's not, again, that's not the answer written on That's not the answer written on Oh, board. come on. Fur trade was a legitimate guess. It is, and I'm sure you're right. However, it is not the answer okay. written on the postcard. So. Judges? Yes. Well, uh, People who arrived early enough could simply stake out a claim of land, lay out city streets, and then sell the lots to those arriving after them. General William H. Larmer, Lemire? Lemire. I don't know. Lemur. It could be Lemur. You're right. It could, it could be a Lemur. So this guy didn't arrive early, but followed the plan perfectly. He claimed jumped the land on the eastern side of Cherry Creek, as we say around here, or creek as normal people talk, say it, and laid out, a, laid out a city and in hopes of gaining political favor, named the city after Kansas Territorial Governor James Denver. Uh, however, what he didn't know was that Denver had already resigned. Lovely. Yes. In 1863, tragedy strikes. Oh, no. Gas oh, yes. alarm. Actually, you're right, because there was a fire that destroyed the, that destroyed the business district. Uh, shortly after that, the Indian War broke out. and that Wait, like the French and Indian War or just the Indian War? It just says Indian. Oh, okay. Uh, and that cut the stage, the stage stations uh, and supply lines, leaving Denver with just six weeks of food. Hmm. I would have been starved in six days with the way I eat. However, the hardships only only solidified the resolve of the citizens of Denver, making them even more determined to survive. Um, And when the Union Pacific Railroad bypassed Colorado on its transcontinental route, Denverites, what a terrible name, raised $300,000 and built their own goddamn railroad to meet the Union Pacific in Cheyenne, Wyoming. That's pretty fucking badass. That is pretty fucking badass. Especially I'm, in the 1800s, 300 Gs. In the, that's a lot of money now. 300 Gs back then? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like millions and billions of dollars just to go, you, want, you forget us? Fuck you. Right. We'll, we'll do it ourselves. 
That's that, incredible. That's kind of nuts. Uh, so soon after, the Kansas Pacific Railroad crossed the plains to Denver when a major silver strike was hit in Leedsville. Denver was a boomtown once again. So there you go. That's a little history on Denver. Okay, so Denver sounds a little more badass. Denver is a little more badass. I'm kind of I'm kind of about Denver now. <laughs> like I don't want to go there, but I'm kind of about it. I result I I, I admire their uh, stick to itness. <laughs> so now we move on to the meat of this episode, if you want to call it meat. Oh, I love a to- man who can handle his meat. Could be tofu. No. Could it be a Beyond Burger? Then okay. Did you ever have the Impossible Whopper? I have not because I'm on the keto, so I didn't have the bread. It was pretty fucking solid. It was like a plant-based burger they had at Burger King for a minute. Pretty fucking solid. Yeah, Gecko ripped it off. They had their own Impossible. Yeah. Well, they probably just bought the same stuff that Burger King was selling. Like, Mm. whatever. Witches, I am in love with this family-run business, Mystical Existence, the bath products that turn your ordinary self-care ritual into a celestial experience. As a witch, my bathing habits are sacred, so I was overjoyed to find products that not only smell amazing, but don't irritate my sensitive skin. My favorite scent is Scorpio which was designed with Maggie's daughter and the perfume her mother used to wear at heart. All soaps, lotions, and bath bombs are handmade with supplies that are purchased from ethical and responsible manufacturers. A portion of the products are vegan for all you animal lovers out there. As the wheel of the year turns, new products are designed to match the seasons. Currently only available In the United States, you can find Mystical Existence on Facebook, Instagram, or at their website, mysticalexistence.com. For 15% off, use our promo code MACABRE. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. So, now we're talking about the Denver airport and the eight conspiracy theories that, according to BuzzFeed, exist about this place. Wait, <laughs> you use BuzzFeed? It came up in my Google search. <laughs> Google BuzzFeed. recommends it. It has to be good. Actually, no. You know what? There's, there's, there's a set of BuzzFeed guys that does true crime and paranormal, and I love them. So I, I think I'm all about this BuzzFeed article then. Let's do don't this. Be talking, don't be talking shit on my BuzzFeed. No, no. I was just thinking, like, I, 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 they weren't credible in my mind. And then I watched a BuzzFeed set of videos on true crime and on paranormal and they were fantastic and they were really well done. So I, way to go BuzzFeed up in your game. So I'm, I'm all about it now. I'm on it. So the Denver international airport opened on 28th, February, 1995. Wait, they didn't have an airport until 1995. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they had one and then built another one. Oh, okay. This is about the current airport, not the previous airports. I'm not sure how many there were, but we're talking about the current one. Oh, I, I don't like. Okay, brain, right? If I was going to build an airport, I would have expanded on the existing airport, not just built a new one someplace else. Well, it was probably like I'm assuming the runways were too small to just do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. So this one opened, you said, in the 90s. 95. Perfect. February 28th, 95. That's when the Power Rangers, or was it 94? No, 95 Power Rangers. Good year. Ooh, another conspiracy. Ooh. I don't know, maybe. We'll, we'll flush <laughs> that one out. We'll flush that one out later. Construction had fallen 16 months behind schedule. Ouch. And $2 billion over budget. Crap. 
The final cost of the airport was $4.8 billion, which is, and I quote, a lot of money. Yeah, for most of us humans, we're not the one percenters. <laughs> but it has it in the article, which is a lot, which is italicized, of money. Thanks, I wasn't aware. <laughs> I hey, author was just being thorough. <laughs> I appreciate you pointing that out to me. Something <laughs> tells me they had a word count to pad. <laughs> People wondered what this a lot of money had gone toward. The airport itself is 35,000 acres, which is almost twice as large as the next biggest airport in the U.S. What's the first biggest airport? You know they don't say. Well, if you were going to pad the word count, I would have padded it with that, like next to such and such airport. I I 100% agree with you, but they didn't. So answers on a postcard, get your your house points in. Uh, There you go. Extra house points if you can tell us what the biggest... Airport in the U.S. is. Speaking of house points, just... Yes. yes time out. That's, see what I did there? Oh, it was a good segue. I like a good okay. segue. So, house points this month for um, non-offensive dares. The uh, house that gets the most points is going to pick our next watch party in February. This month... On the 15th, we're going to watch the Bleach documentary about Kurt Cobain for our house switch tier. So uh, you got time to sign up for that on the Patreons. And uh, if you really want to get your house points in, you get to pick the next documentary, movie, gore, fa- like whatever you, whatever you Patreons want to watch, you get to pick the next party if your house wins the, um, the month. Don't you love a good segue? Oh, so good. I love the watch parties. That's my new favorite thing. It's like better oh, than actually making the awesome. podcast. The watch parties are awesome. Mm-hmm. So the first conspiracy theory is that the airport's runways look like a swastika. Wait, what? Yeah. If you look at it from above, apparently, allegedly, conspiracy theory-wise, they look like a swastika. You might have to like tweet that one out tomorrow. I will have to find I will have to find a good picture of it. And I mean maybe Wait, I'm gonna write myself a note because I always say we're gonna tweet shit out and then we always forget. Always. I, I mean I get me a pot no. Not not really. Maybe I'm I'll use it as the thumbnail for the uh the Instagram on it. There you go. <laughs> the swastika airport. <laughs> the people I mean, really want to listen then. <laughs> I mean, no, not really. No, no. You're wrong. And even if it, it does look like a swastika, there's many different swastikas out there. They're well, not all evil. No, because originally it is, we've talked about this before um, yes, on have. the other episodes, but just as an FYI, if you're a new listener, the swastika originated in. In, in Hindu culture as a yes. sun sign. Yes. Just so you know. Happy. Yes. Sunshine. Yes. 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 And it's also not tilted. Like, it's not, not twisted. Like, like this, not like this. So. You know what? I Weird fun fact for you. I, I'm a witch, and I just learned the difference between a pentagram and a pentacle. L- literally just happened. Hit us with it. A pentagram is the the up the like the the star in the circle like upside down and the pentacle is it right side up which is commonly used in wicca i just found this out because i thought pentagram blanket term for star in circle not the case not the case upside down pentagram upside up you know right side up pentacle so it it's true that this is not a typical formation for airport runways the way they have it laid out. Mm. So the reason they did this is that all the runways could be used simultaneously, no matter the weather conditions, since none of the runways overlap. That's really fucking smart. Yeah, it is. Cause it's not like it never snows in Denver. <laughs> well, like normally conspiracy theorists come up with shit because there's no really good explanation for why something is. 
And there's a really good explanation there as to why the layout is. I'm not what even it sure is. this is a conspiracy theory or people just seeing things. Could go either way. I mean, fair. But it's on the article, so I figured I'd include it. Thank I you, think I think it's dumb, but you know, whatever. So the representative of the airport told the Telegraph that they think it looks like a pinwheel, and I don't think they're wrong. People like pinwheels, and they're very aerodynamic pinwheels. You ready for some of our favorite conspiracy theories ever? Okay. Wait, is it aliens? No, it's Masons. Oh, Oh, I know a lot about the Freemasons. Oh, I love the Freemasons. A friend of mine started trying to get me to join. He's like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, what do you got to do? He's like, well, first you have to believe in a God. I'm like, fuck you, bye. Actually, fun fact about the Freemasons. The Catholic Church actually forbade its followers to become Freemasons. Uh, I, I think it was in like shit, like the 1700s. Like I want to say 1753. That's not right. But it's because of all their secret rituals, even if they like, oh, nation under God, blah, blah, blah. No, the Catholic Church went, your secret rituals, satanic. Catholics aren't allowed to be Freemasons. So we said the airport opened in 95. However, it was dedicated in 94, in March. Okay. So a little bit of time passed before the dedication and the opening. Mm-hmm. Got to find a way to skim that extra two hundred, that extra two billion off it. Right, take some time. You got to write a computer program that only takes like the like the, the the hundredth of a cent, and then you screw it up, and then you have to break into your office, and you lose your stapler, and then you set the place on fire. This is the plot to Office Space. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen that movie forever. <laughs> watch that now i'm a i'm abashed i didn't remember the plot to office space <laughs> like kung fu movies also in office space mm. you're such a bad co-host i don't I, all i remember is about the flare yes that's where that the kung fu line is in that oh okay start. she has anyway. minimum flare that would be you minimum flare like right. you would only exactly. have the 20 pieces actually i would i wouldn't even work at a place that made me wear flare <laughs> Listen, the Nazis had pieces of flair that they made the Jews wear. F. It's in the movie. I forgot. Okay, I gotta watch this again. It's been a minute. Maybe, maybe your house should win, and then we can watch Office Space in February. Andrew is now throwing things at his car radio. <laughs> so anyway, on the dedication stone at the airport, it displays the Masonic symbol of the compass with a capital G inside. Mm-hmm. And underneath that is the phrase New World Airport Commission, which is credited for helping fund and build the airport. Mm-hmm. So can you see where this is going? No? We'll put a pin in it. Well, no, I'm just, I'm thinking about the Freemason symbol. No, forget about the Freemason symbol. New World Airport Commission. Does this have some sort of post-apocalyptic thing? Like, We'll get to that. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. But anyway, the New World Airport Commission, what is this New World Airport Commission? Officials said that it was a commission for the New World Airport, but the wording calls to mind the conspiracy of the New World Order. No. Why? Well, because the New World Order conspiracists believe that there's been a small group of people working together in secret throughout the history, uh, throughout history, establishing a single all-powerful government. I did. Mm, I'm. So mm. these people not only think that the New World Order is trying to is trying to have an all-powerful overseeing government which hey bring it on you can't do any worse than we currently are but why would you it's an airport yes so what does it have to do with the new world order and an all-powerful government it's it's an airport okay you could read ahead if you had looked at the notes 
Wait, no, you didn't no. have any notes. I asked you, you to send to... them to me. And you, know you told me, you well, first of all, bitch, you told me you wanted to be surprised. I did. And then I got nervous and I was like, oh, maybe I should Second research. of all, second of all, you know, I never use notes in the Google Doc. Never. Mm-mm. No. The one time I asked you to do it, you wrote, Kevin doesn't do Kevin notes. Said, Kevin says some shit that he hasn't finished researching yet. Yeah, that <laughs> Which was about 12 hours before we were supposed to record. Yeah. Oh, God. Here's my fucking notes, all right? <laughs> mm. So, the Masonic symbol ties into this conspiracy. The Freemasons, which we've covered, they're a very real, secret fraternal society, blah, 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 blah. They've been there since the Middle Ages. It's had powerful members throughout history, of course, because why wouldn't they? And people have been suspicious that the Freemasons were looking to seize power and they're involved with trying to establish the new world order. And I mean, like I said, bring it on. You can't do any worse. Yeah, but I... mm. Wait, we're not done yet. But you said something about the symbol and I'm like, I know about the symbol. We're going out further on this branch. Okay. All right, I'm trying to... I'm that kitty. I'm trying to hang in there. Yes. (laughs) conspiracy theorists have pointed out that if you add up the numbers on the airport's dedication date you get 33 which is reportedly the highest level of freemasonry you can do that with like what that entire horror movie 43 you remember that one however however this only works if you leave out march which kind of makes this a stretch you can make any number come into anything. Like you could take my birthday yeah. and somehow make it equal 33. Like that's literally insane. Yes. You can't I base agree. an entire conspiracy theory on a single bad math. Well, apparently you can. Oh my. And this is only part of the conspiracy theory. We still have the NWO, not the wrestling organization and the Freemasons who don't actually do any masonry work anymore. So they should really rename themselves. I feel like these truth and advertising laws need to catch up with these secret societies. Well, I mean, the Freemasons aren't that secret as far as secret societies go. They're really not. They're really but in your face. Kind of are. Especially there's with a, all their... There's a lodge of McKnight Road. Yeah, yeah. With all the... I mean, they're very... Yeah. Depending on which way it goes, either on the left or the right. Way far away from the bomb-ass taco place. Completely mm-hmm. the other side. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, that taco place is bomb. It's awful. Bomb. Bad. Fuck you. <laughs> <You're> not allowed. <laughs> so now we're getting into the real conspiracy theories here. Those, okay. those were the those were just kind of the tertiary ones. Now we're the now we're the, the real steak and sizzle of this thing. So we're in the primary colors instead of the tertiary colors. We are. And they're not even secondary. These are the primary colors. These are the primary colors. Okay. So most of the conspiracy theories revolve around what's going on underneath the airport. So what? There's like a, is this like under the ice and the ancient aliens thing where there's like a network of tunnels with secret labs and shit? Oh, you're so close. Oh, oh, am I? You are. Oh God. Okay. Tell me, tell me, tell me. You actually almost nailed it. <laughs> That's what it was in the alien episode with the, the Nazis and the secret bunkers in Alaska. I think the longer we do this, the more we're going to see that it's all the same conspiracy theories, just the places are different. It's all the same shit. You just have to tweak it slightly to get to where you need to be. Mm. So it was Nazis and aliens. This time it's it's aliens and... This time it's Freemasons and the NWO. Okay. I want it to be aliens. And maybe John Wilkes Booth. We'll throw him in there just for fun. (laughs) And D.D. Cooper. We got to throw D.D. Cooper in there. Stop. D.D. Cooper helped fund the airport. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> All right. What, okay. All right. I was close. So what, what was it? What is it? So a former airport construction worker claimed that the reason that the airport was so far behind schedule is because five multi-story buildings were built beneath the airport. The same worker, as well as others, 
also supposedly said that there was a complex network of tunnels beneath the airport, which is probably true. Well, Disney World has complex tunnels to help employees get from one place to another very quickly and yes, storage and maintenance. Hmm? Disney is evil. Well, I'm just saying the way that the park is, at, like, the yes. sub-park so I, is lined out is very practical. Yes, but they're also evil. I just want to put that out there. So, apparently, so is the the Denver airport. Oh, yeah. Denver, you fly to the Denver airport, you ain't coming out. <laughs> Another conspiracy theory. Here's another conspiracy theory for you. Conspiracy theories live on the pod. (laughs) Anyone who's ever flown through the Denver airport is actually a pod person because the aliens who are there kidnap you for experimentation and they make a clone of you and download your intelligence and all of your, all of your experiences throw back to another episode. Uh into the new shell and then send you on your way, which means also my wife, because she was, she's flown to the Denver airport. I'm living with a pod person. <laughs> I'm just waiting for, the, I'm sure she can hear me. So I'm waiting for the text from her at this point. <laughs> I'm waiting for my phone to buzz and just go, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, we're credible, right? That's, it's a hundred percent plausible. Listen, I am an ancient alien theorist. <laughs> it's on my business card. True. <laughs> the ones you haven't printed yet? Exactly. So the claims from these tunnels and the buildings have led people to theorize that there may be anything from a vast network of underground New World Order command bunkers to mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic fallout shelters for the global elite. or a future FEMA concentration camp, which we know is bullshit because those go in the South. No. <laughs> or it could be the underground tunnels were actually home to the airport's light rail system. Mm, no, no way. That, that's no. probably the least plausible thing. Aliens, NWO, pod people. That's the truth. <laughs> Watch, we're gonna have we're gonna have the MIB busting down our doors because of this episode. And then we wouldn't remember because they use that little memory flasher thingy. Yeah, but how are they gonna get the the episode? Oh, don't worry, it's just gonna be pulled as soon as it goes up. Oh, okay. Yeah, the episode that never airs. Yes. Okay, let's see here. The most startling thing about the Denver airport are the murals that line the walls on level five. Of the Jepson Terminal. I mean, all airports have murals. Murals. These were painted by Leo. I am going to butcher his last name. And Leo, if you're listening to this podcast, I apologize. Uh, Tenguma? Sure. Maybe. Just commit. I'm going to go with that because I can't figure out another way to pronounce that. But people believe that these tell the story of an apocalyptic bio-warfare destroying the world as we know it with the NWO taking over in its place. Neil's on the inside. Wait, but what, is, what does it look like? Like... We'll, we'll, link, we'll, link, we'll link them. We'll send them out. We'll, we'll put All right. I got to see maybe. what this mural looks like because I want to see what. Oh, Google it. Up- they're, they're fantastic. They're beautiful. Okay, wait. He did a great job. Denver Airport. Stop. You're tweeting at me. I'm not tweeting at you. I it's letting me know that you tweeted previously. Well, you're have your phone more often. <sighs> okay. All right. So. What do we got here? Mural titled In Peace and Harmony with Nature, and it's meant to address the destruction of the environment. Yeah, like there's little turtles here, and the penguins are under glass instead of where they're supposed to be, and the birds are boxed as burning it down. Children of the World Dream of Peace, and it's uh, supposed to, to represent the desire to get rid of violence in society. 
Oh, there's some like very like Hindu imagery in that one. There really is. Yeah, that looks like they have like a plant with all the chakras and everybody's unified and adding light and love and shit and happiness and multicultures so coming together. A, this artist was chosen through a project selection panel made up of community members, artists, and was even approved by several government communities, including the mayor, long before these were installed at the airport. Okay, but... I mean, it is not uncommon for artists to predict a dystopian future due to climate destruction and natural habitats being destroyed and us just fucking up the planet. Like, this there is are, nothing new. There are two kind of weird things in these murals, though. Okay. There's a seemingly Nazi soldier and a quote from a kid who died at Auschwitz. Okay, but that was, that was, it's, wait, why is that, just hang in there, why is that weird? I don't feel like that would be a thing you would put in an airport mural. Well, I mean, hang in there. I don't know what it has to do with the conspiracy theory, I just find it weird. No, I'm looking at it right now, and usually when people reference Auschwitz like that, it's normally like um, racism. And ignorance is still in the world. Yes. And it's like we haven't learned from our past mistakes and we're doomed to repeat it. That's usually why artists will put something like that in our face. So I'm sure that there was something that inspired him to remind us of those travesties because it's something that could still happen. Listen, I'm on a BuzzFeed article about conspiracy theories about an airport. What do you want from me? I mean, it's it's a stunning mural oh they're beautiful they're fantastic i particularly like that it's a nazi with a rainbow behind him yes <laughs> it's like okay i mean there are there are militant governments trying to suppress their their people and they're still doing this kind of damage to their populace i mean like you mean like gassing protesters for a photo op at a church across from the white house no, never. No, no, no. No, never. Although, do you want to see something really freaky looking? Okay. Have you seen the blue Mustang statue outside of the airport? I have. I don't understand Dun- why it's freaky, though. It looks like it's got, like, bands of metal it, around this rearing it, blue horse. It it looks like one, one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. It's It's truly terrifying. Oh, okay. Let's let's look. At, this is a very visual thing right here. Horse sculpture. I'm writing this I, I, down. Th- so I, I know this isn't. I know this is an audio medium, but we will tweet the pictures out. So, yeah. right, So, Denver horse. You want to know something funny about that statue, though? Yeah. Uh, it was the. It killed the uh, guy who created it while he was working on it. A piece fell on him. Okay. It doesn't look like a horse of the apocalypse horseman. 100% does. It looks like one of the four horses of the apocalypse. Actually, hang in there. It actually might be the fifth. It might be blue balls. Horses are considered liminal. Oh, you said blue balls. I'm just about to get all spiritual and throw down some truth, and you're like, blue balls. You know what? That's fine. It's blue balls. We'll go with that. <laughs> He's that angry and irate and, a, and about to terrorize everybody because we blue balled that horse. Yes. Horses are liminal, though, just so you know. His name is, his name is Blucifer. He's 32 feet tall, weighs 9,000 pounds. Wait. It's literally named Lucifer. His nickname Lucifer. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love yes. that. Lucifer. Uh, and apparently his eyes glow red at all hours of the day and night, causing some to speculate. This statue was meant to represent the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. The fourth horseman being death. So anyway, you were saying about horses being liminal? You went a robot. I didn't understand what you said. So clearly the the, the listeners didn't either. Yeah, no, so, 
All right, so back back to Clothonic deities for like half a second. Just half a second. This never takes half a second. Okay. No, okay, just the horses are one of the symbols of my 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 goddess. Um, I call her Hecate. A lot of people call her Hecate. But horses are known to be able to see through the veil like cats. So you know, River just showed up. Hi, River. <laughs> Yeah, so they they can see the spirit world, um, which is why they get easily spooked or something like that. And, um, you know, um, that's why they're in a lot of underworld lore and a lot of ghost stories as well. So they kind of represent the in-between in a weird-ass way. So, I mean, to depict a horse as death is not uncommon but it's not exclusive to the fourth horseman of the apocalypse from the Bible. This goes back further than that is, is kind of my, my issue. So, yeah, as I said, it, the creepiest part apparently is that in 2006, while the statue was being, or before the statue was completed, a piece of the statue fell on the, the sculptor and killed him. Severed artery in his leg. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. I mean, if that there's is, a way to go. That is fucking fantastic. Isn't it getting crushed by your own sculpture? Yeah. And it's and not even like thoroughly death. crushed. It's, it, it's what? Severing your femoral artery. Yes. You don't even have to lose your whole leg to do that. No. That's, if it had scratched anywhere else that deep or crushed anything else, it w- he would have just lost his leg. Yes. So it's just weirdly poetic that it just, it's a horse of death and it murdered its creator. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. I so, shouldn't love that. It's sad. I'm so sorry, but I, I love it. Listen, I am here for the irony. <laughs> I love me a good irony. That That's a uh, chef's kiss. All right. Well, so, the, I have I have one more paragraph, and then oh. then we can we can be done with this train wreck and move on to something else. Oh no! Uh, by the way, most of the original cost increases and scheduled delays were due to construction um, caused by changes in the size of the airport, including widening and lengthening the concourses to add in an automated baggage system. Hmm. So there's your two billion right there. Apparently, I still think someone's skimming off the top because it's a government project, and why wouldn't? Fair. Listen, if you give me a two hundred billion dollar or two billion dollar budget, at least five hundred thousand of that is going missing <laughs> because nobody will notice it. That's fair, and the bigger the number, the less each penny is accounted for. Right. I'm just taking. I'm just taking money. Yeah, you could have ordered a bad batch of concrete for like the entire runways and had to get a new one, and boom, right. that much money disappears. I don't know what happened to it. It's, it just happens. These things happen. What do you want to do? Government <laughs> project. So hammers cost five hundred dollars. So that is that. That is that is my part of the episode, which actually went on fairly long. I'm, I'm actually surprised. So wait, it's this. Oh, I need a weird betrayal. No, I just I I feel like if if this place is so surrounded by conspiracies, like is that it? Is, is what it is? Like there's no other conspiracies, or like as it as 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 it gains popularity as a point for conspiracies, will it like gain more? Like do you think well, we're going to get been new ones? Ninety five, so. Yeah, and then Slenderman happened. I feel like like somewhere they're going to slowly start tacking on more conspiracies to the airport. Oh, I'm sure there's more, but those are the eight. I, those are the eight I found the easiest. Mm-hmm. And me being the lead piece of shit I am, I just went with those. I mean, they're good. They're really good. It's fascinating for sure. So, All right, time for a, go weird ahead. but true. Time for a weird but true. 1986 in India. I was born in India. You were not born in India, as far as I know. No, but I was born in 86. A man spent set a world record by spending 72 hours in a cage with 72 of the most venomous snakes in India. 
He did this to spread awareness and to prove snakes don't bite unless provoked. He came out of the cage unharmed and without a single bite. That is true. Snakes read your energy. So if you are scared, the snake is scared and it'll lash out. So there you go. There's my weird but true for the day. That's really cool. That wasn't bad, was it? No. Oh, do you know, you know, I have a snake, right? Yes. All right. I have a little corn snake. His name is Icarus. You'll see him on my Instagram. In fact, my picture right now is him climbing on my face, but those were the (laughs) in the face. Those were the same snakes that they used on the entire set of Indiana Jones because they don't have teeth and they can't kill you. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The only venomous snake on Indiana Jones was the cobra that reared up and they used a piece of glass to protect Harrison Ford for that. I love Indiana Jones. Okay. Just me. That's fine. Yes. Because Indiana Jones has no part in that movie. If he wasn't in the movie, it plays out exactly the same. No. Yes. Lies. Nope. No, you're not. You're thinking about me. it. You're thinking about it now. And you're going to know. You're going to realize that I'm right in like 12 minutes. There's no protagonist to perpetuate the story. But Without him, everything still plays out exactly as it did in the movie. He changes nothing about it. I'm going to have to watch it for the uh, fifth millionth time for that to make sense. I'm going to look at it now. You put the doubt in my mind, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, we need a dare. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. What, what's my range here? Um, you know what? Just throw a dart between 1 and 100 and see where you hit. Um, 83. We haven't done that. Okay. So, episode... Okay. This week, your non-offensive dare is to recreate a masterpiece. Oof. Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. No, because you can interpret masterpiece several ways, and then you can interpret recreating that several ways. Like, you could think, like, a masterpiece was a cake sculpture on Food Network, and you try to copy it. Or I am all about Great British Bake Off. There you go. They have those 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 show pieces at the end. I mean, you could yes. try to create your own. I mean, you recreate a masterpiece. I love that during quarantine, uh, uh, I think that's what made me write this one down. I saw um, um, this museum that challenged people to recreate the paintings at home. And they would dress up like these famous paintings and try to photograph it as close to the painting as they could. And the way they interpreted that was just fantastic. You got got to look it up. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're done. You're done. We're done. I I think we're doing another one right after this. So we will see you guys at the same bat time, the same bat channel, with the same bat expired coupons (laughs) in a week. For us, it'll be about 37 minutes. (laughs) 
All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in at the beginning of the new year. Let's get some dares going. Let's 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 get the Discord rolling. It's a new year, and I want more interaction than ever. Okay. Invite your friends because we we're kind of getting tired of people not tweeting at us. So that's fair. Be famous. All right, yo. Catch you. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Make good decisions. Make bad decisions. Oh, by the way, before we sign off, I want to wish everybody a dangerous and uh, unhealthy new year. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.